Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Today is Monday, July 25th, 2022, and today we are reading from the Big Book, and we're on page 17, third paragraph, the tremendous fact for every one of us, ending with, to those who suffer from alcoholism. And we'll be reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Silvana G. Um, 12 Traditions, Colleen M. Readers of the text are Lisa L. and Colleen M. Um, newcomer greeter is Sam S. And the second hour host is Mary B. The reference numbers for Sunday, July 24th, is one nine two one seven. That's nineteen thousand two hundred seventeen. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Silvana G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Silvana. Good morning, everybody. I'm Silvana G. from Pennsylvania. I am a compulsive eater, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, taught through prayer and meditation to improve 
our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge for, of, of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks so much, Silvana G. I will now ask Colleen M. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning, Melissa. Colleen M. from Maryland. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read through the AA. Um, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thanks for letting me do service. Thank you, Colleen. Thanks for stepping in. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except for the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 17, the third paragraph, the tremendous fact for every one of us, ending with, to those who suffer from alcoholism. 
and we'll be reading one paragraph only. And I will now ask Lisa L. to begin reading. Good morning, Lisa. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from compulsive overeating. I am Lisa L. from Virginia, and this paragraph has a lot of uh, weight in my life, and I'm very, very grateful. When I was 26, I was introduced to the 12 steps, which to me are the way out, the spirituality that it brought to my life. And fortune and for grit, uh, much luck and a higher power <laughs> who chose it for me, I have not gone back out to compulsively eat since that time. So um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa L., for getting us started. So before I begin to take names, I'll remind you that our meeting has many participants. And in an effort to hear from a variety of voices, we ask you to share no more than every third day. So please, if you shared on Thursday or Friday last week on any of our meetings, Please hold back so that others may share. And who would like to share? John M. John M. Rachel P. Rachel P. Dwight M. Dwight M. Julie P. Julie P. Lori B. Lori B. I'll tell you who I have so far. I have John M., Rachel P., Dwight M., Julie P., and Lori B. Is there anyone else that would like to step up and speak? Nice and quiet this Monday. Liz E. UK. Liz E. And who was that after, Liz? I missed. Margaret D. Margaret D. Awesome. All right. So we've got got our first line up. We've got John M., Rachel P., Dwight M., Julie P., Lori B., Liz, and Margaret D. John M., would you go ahead and jump in? Good morning. John M. from South Carolina. I'm contemplating this morning on the program and uh, trying not to make a decision about whether I'm progressing or not. Just to think about that shows that I need further work on my faith that I can be healed. And uh, there are no failures in this program. There's only success. As long as we keep coming back, I'm resting on the promise that this program will work. 
and I'm working it to the best of my ability, and that's my ability, and I, I can't compare it to anyone else's. I'm praying that the Father will take my offered will, and I know that if I just keep plugging, it will come. I do see some desire increasing. I do see some progress in the patience that I'm starting to manifest, and I'm happy that it has taught me how to reach out because it is a disease of isolation, and um, that is one of the singular problems in this whole thing is a desire to wall yourself off from the world. And that's what I am in particular fighting. So appreciate all your prayers um, and um, everybody. Thank you, John. I believe you stopped. Thank you so much um, for your share. Next up is Rachel P., and Rachel will be followed by Dwight M. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. This is Rachel P., Recovered Compulsive over here in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, what a beautiful paragraph, and, and what a beautiful way to start this chapter with these past three paragraphs. Um, you know, the ter- I'm, I'm really noticing the adjectives in this paragraph, like tremendous, right, and, absolute, and absolutely agree, um, I guess it's an adverb, and um, brotherly and harmonious action. Um, you know, and what the paragraph is really saying to me is that, you know, at the time that this book was published, the members of Alcoholics Anonymous um, agreed on the solution. They agreed on the problem, but that's less important than the solution. You know, um, coming into these rooms and acting out with food and and food behaviors in the way that I was, you know, if I had come into these rooms and all that was offered to me was was the problem, right? Like the the previous paragraph ended with, um, but that in itself would never have held us together. You know, if if we just sat in meetings and talked about the problem, the fact that we all struggle with with food and and behaviors and weight and et cetera, um, that's not going to get me, you know, the spiritual awakening. That's not going to get me, um, you know, recovered. Um, It's the solution. It's the solution that is, you know, tremendous and, and that we, you know, we sit in these rooms or on our phones and we talk about, um, and it's so necessary that we talk about the solution. And, you know, when I first came into these rooms and I heard, I heard somebody read the steps out loud and they used that word God, that was one of the, you know, one of the worst words that, I, that in my vocabulary that I, I just didn't want to hear. Um, you know, and, I, and, and now I sit here, you know, four years later and I'm like, yeah, the solution is God. And um, that scared me away you know, years ago, but I got desperate enough that I came back and I was able to humble myself and hear the solution, which is a power that is greater than me, can solve not only my food problems, but every problem that I can, you know, surrender to a power um, and live life on life's terms. 
um, not on my own terms, you know, setting aside self. That is the solution. You know, getting abstinent is just a ticket in the door. And to come here um, and talk about the solution of God, of higher power, you know, that's, that's why I keep coming back because this is my church. You know, this is, this is my um, spiritual practice. This is part of my spiritual practice. Um, you know, these steps have given me a new language of living. Um, whereas I was so miserable before, I am I'm now free um, thanks to this solution. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rachel P. Next up is Dwight M. And Dwight will be followed by Julie P. Good morning, Dwight. Hey, good morning, Melissa. Uh, thanks for your service. Dwight M., grateful recovering compulsive overeater from Springfield, Ohio. Uh, grateful to hear about the solution this morning. There is a solution. My understanding is that solution is a spiritual awakening as a result of these 12 steps. And uh, I think that spiritual awakening comes to us sometimes in the educational variety, as it says on the back of the book. And I think day after day, that must be the type I'm having. I haven't had the white light experience that Bill had, but um, I think gradually by coming to these meetings with you all and by knowing that I'm not alone in this process, that's educating me to know that there is a spiritual process happening. So I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful that uh, I have you to walk along this path with me. I'm grateful for a higher power that I believe in. It gives me power to remain abstinent. It gives me power to remain in community. I'm grateful for the love that I have from that higher power, too, that helps me value myself enough to do this program. Uh, before I came in here, I felt pretty worthless. I felt like I um, didn't deserve to recover, didn't deserve to be well and whole and strong. But I know with God's help that I am, and uh, that that takes place gradually, again, day day by day, one day at a time. And I'm just grateful for you all. I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dwight M. Thank you. Next up is Julie P. And Julie will be followed by Lori B. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. Can I be heard? You sure can. Good morning. Um, I am Julie P. Gratefully recovering in Minnesota. And I am so grateful for this meeting and also reading every one of these words with my sponsor is teaching me that the word action comes up over and over and over again. And in order for me, I am learning that it's the action as long as I am participating in the action that the common solution is there. And to that, I am so eternally grateful because before these 12 steps, I didn't have a solution. My only solution was the master of food. And I'm so grateful to be abstinent today and walking through these steps and to have found a vision. The recovery in these meetings is amazing. And for that, I'm truly grateful and wish everyone a grateful day. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Julie P. Next up is Lori B., and Lori will be followed by Liz E. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Melissa and everyone. Thank you for your service. Um, grateful to be here with you all today. Um, today begins my third week in program, and I'm, um, so I'm grateful for everyone that's here and has been part of my journey. Uh, what I was struck by is 
the element of community. Um, in the sentence just before our paragraph, I underlined, common peril binds us now joined. And in this paragraph, I had underlined common solution, brotherly and harmonious action. Um, and so the, the element of community just stood out to me there, how we are a fellowship and that um, part of what God uses in our spiritual awakening is each other and um, developing that muscle of making those phone calls and making those, you know, reaching out, making contacts um, is, is an important part of that. And so I just find myself this morning, no, not just, it's important. I find myself this morning extremely grateful for every one of you. Um, even though we don't see each other, we hear each other's voices, we hear um, about each other's journeys, and we never know who is, who is impacted, who may be encouraged on any given day by any given word. And I think that that's why it's extremely important to maintain our conscious contact with God so that he can um, speak through us. Um, and again, I'm just thank you very much. I'm grateful for all of you, for this community, for this fellowship, and um, looking forward to what my journey holds today and um, into the future. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of my journey, and um, I appreciate you all. And with that, I will pass. Well, thank you. Thanks, Lori B. Next up is Liz E, and Liz will be followed by Margaret D. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service, and thank you to everybody else. My name is Liz E for Elegant, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Bristol in southwest England. And um, it's a beautiful day here in the UK with the sunshine and life is good. So, wow, um, this is just an amazing paragraph, like every single paragraph in this book. And studying it paragraph by paragraph has just been the most powerful thing for me. And if you're new, just encourage you to press that star one and turn up and just share. I'm not sure what I'm going to say. I've asked how power to speak through me. Um, the things that really speak to me is it's a fact now, facts are really important to me because my mind just can go anywhere. And, you know, my deluded thinking can take me anywhere. So facts are really, really important to me. And that's really of note to me because a fact is a truth and a fact is based in some evidence. And that, for me, helps. And then a common solution. And it's there's only one solution in this book because it and it doesn't say several common solutions, a common solution. And the solution is common to us all. And that's why we share our experience, strength and hope with each other. And then I also love this bit here, join in brotherly and harmonious action. And that is my experience working this program daily. 
and holding hands with everybody daily through this. And it's that kind of fraternal relationship that I don't have anywhere else in my world that understands this uh, disease that I have. You know, I've got friends who are still wearing the same size jeans that they bought 30 years ago. And they just say to me, Elizabeth, just have one piece of birthday cake. Well, they don't get it. I've given up. But all of us here know that. And I'm guessing loads of you are nodding your head as I said that. Because you're like, that just is not a possibility to me. And it's that kind of common bond that we get through sharing and talking and showing up and reaching out. Um, I always love outreach. Um, lots of love. Thanks a million. Have a beautiful day. I'll pass. Well, thanks so much, Lizzie. Thank you. And next up is Margaret D. Good morning, Margaret. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, what's my name? Uh, my name is Margaret D. I'm in Georgia. And um, I am a recovered compulsive eater. The word, and I'm so grateful for this whole meeting. And, you know, I'm turning, it's, my life is becoming um, just a daily experience of being grateful for everything, whether it's, whether I deem it good or bad or helpful or not helpful or whatever. Um, just becoming grateful for everything. The uh, word that I want to drill down on, <coughs> excuse me, this morning is tremendous. Um, oh, and I just lost my page in the book. Oh, here we go. So this sentence reads, the tremendous fact. So I look up the word tremendous and it means notable by reason of extreme size power, greatness, or excellence. And the example that came into my mind was um, like if I throw a small pebble into a pond, I get a very tiny ripple, if it's a teeny tiny pebble. If I have, if I observe like a nuclear blast and I see the mushroom cloud go up, it's like, you know, six miles in diameter and just that's the difference between um, something that is just, you know, a, a regular thing versus something that is tremendous. And so when Bill talks about the tremendous fact, and a fact is, is a definite thing, I get some idea of the power of this program. And what is, where does the power come from? It's the common solution. I just think that's amazing. And we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree. How many people, even in your own family or my own family, can agree on what day of the week it actually is or what you know, what time of the day it is or whatever. Um, we could argue about whether it's mid-afternoon or late afternoon for hours on end. But we have this tremendous solution and we have a way out 
on which we can all agree. In other words, it works. It really does. And what's it based on? It's based on um, joining in brotherly and harmonious actions. It's not based on how smart I am. It's not based on how powerful you are. It's not based on how much money any of us have. It's not based on whether, you know, I'm a member of the right group, whatever that might be. It's based on brotherly and harmonious action. And the book tells us how to do it. How cool is that? And with that, I think I'm going to pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. Thanks so much, Margaret Day. Okay, so let me tell everybody where we're at again. Um, We are on page 17, the third paragraph. The tremendous fact for every one of us And we read one paragraph, and it ended with, to those who suffer from alcoholism. So again, if you did not share on Thursday or Friday of last week on any of our meetings, you're invited to um, offer up your name. And who would like to share? Ginger C. Ken W.H. Katie G. Katie G. Oh, we're so quiet this morning. Big paragraph, guys. I've got PB, Ginger C, Ken WH, Katie G. Who else? Got time for more. Martha O. Is that Vasa? Sheila B. Hold on, Sheila. Before Sheila, I missed Karen K. It was Martha. Martha. Oh, o. Martha. Hi. Hey, Martha. Hi. Martha. Oh, good morning. Sheila B. And Karen. Was it Karen K. At the yep, end. Yep, Karen K. Awesome. Alrighty. So we've got a good lineup. It's Pete B. Ginger C. Ken W. Katie G. Martha O. Sheila B. And Karen K. Good morning, Pete. Go right ahead. Pete, go ahead and press star one. Sorry about that. Thanks, Melissa. Appreciate your service. Thanks for taking the meeting. Uh, my name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, you know, the tremendous factor of us that we have discovered a common solution. You know, I, I think I saw a data point the other day that there are, there are uh, I think, 60 12-step recovery-based programs out there. That may, be, that may may get the data point wrong, but, you know, obviously more than AA and more than LA, right? And, and they all, they all um, use the common solution. And, you know, and... And the book's going to go on to tell us what the common solution is. But if you, but if if you really kind of look at it, the common solution is one: we cease using the substance or engaging in the behavior that we have concluded to ourselves to be problematic. We cease using it or engaging in it entirely, one hundred percent altogether. And we acknowledge that on our own, 
we are unable to do anything about stopping, right? We, 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 aren't, we are unable to stay stopped on our own and that we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can keep us from going back to or revisiting those substances or those behaviors. And then if you net out the whole rest of it is that we clear away the wreckage of our past, right? So we, so we stop using the substance, we grow spiritually, and help others. That's what they're, they're every, you know, regardless of, regardless of the A that precedes, regardless of the letter that precedes, that precedes the A, right? That's what it's all about. Right? We stop, we grow spiritually, and help others. Does it need to get more complicated than that? Are there different are there different variations about the practices, the procedures, the you know what we incorporate into doing all of that? Yeah, it varies greatly. People do things differently. People do things different practices, different methods, different inventories, different things. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, the common solution is I can't do this. You can't do it for me. I need to tap into a power greater myself. I need to, I need to clear away the wreckage and develop spiritually, grow spiritually, and then I need to help others. Like that's what all of the, uh, that, that I know of, all of the, the AIDS programs, the anonymous programs, they're all based on that common solution. I like to try to keep it as simple as that, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, PP. Next up is Ginger C, and Ginger will be followed by Ken WH. Good morning, Ginger. Hey, Melissa. Oh, good morning. Thank you for your continued service. And I am Ginger C, a real compulsive overeater, and my heart is just filled with such gratitude hearing these paragraphs this morning for a vision for you. Because many years I sat in regular OA meetings, and I never heard the message about entire abstinence and the importance of this piece, this piece that I was absolutely missing. And it wasn't until I came into this incredible meeting that I finally heard this message. It's beginning for all of us, put the food down and get entirely abstinent, clean and clear. And I know when I'm abstinent because my food is quiet. I don't think about when I'm going to eat it again. And I know my relapse problem has been, I've been in full flight from reality, people. I was still seeking an effect, not even realizing it. I thought I had put the food down. And the food started sneaking in sideways and spices and sauces and slippery places that I couldn't even see happening. And I'm just so grateful again for every beautiful bite because until I concede, until I'm done and desperate and out of ideas, I'm not going anywhere. I am a food freak. Food is my number one addiction. And I will sell my soul over and over when I get uncomfortable in this skin And it's going to happen because God loves me so much. God keeps growing me. And God keeps me into this new situation, this new information, and it scares the crap out of me. 
and then it gets a little too much, and I say, screw it, it's too hard, I can't do it, and I eat, because I know that effect is there. I don't care if it's six to eight seconds. I need it, and I need it now, and I'm going back. So I just love this, that we agree completely. You know, together we stand divided, we fall. And in a vision for you, everyone on this line knows the importance. But the most important thing is, are you abstinent today? Are you really clean and clear? Because I bought the great lie that somehow, someday I'll beat it and some way that these foods are not getting me, like these rice, almond, cheese crackers. Oh, my God, it's rice and almonds, guys. It's not a big deal. And then I'm eating... A few two handfuls out of a box, hand to mouth, that's not a good place to be as a real compulsive overeater. And, of course, the Cheetos were just waiting around the corner patiently. But, you know, I kept my weight down. I stayed in that same pant size, so I bought my bullshit. You're okay, Ginge. It's no big deal. Look at you go. So, so thank God we agree completely on this entire abstinence. 100% clean and clear. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Ginger C. Okay, next up is Ken W.H., and Ken will be followed by Katie G. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, everyone, for your shares. Grateful to be here today. Um, I'm aware that, that a common solution, well, like, I can't personally have a common solution all by myself. In common with what? It would only be in common with myself, and that's that's a scary thought. So uh, I need to be with others to have uh, to share in this common solution. And um, Bill also uses language uh, that it it kind of leaves the door open in some ways. We have a way out in which we can agree. Upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious, we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. Um, it is a message that's carried, been carried to me, and I can, I still have that choice of whether or not I even want anything to do with it. And that's where the ugly me can step in and block the way. Um, the common solution, uh, I'm just convinced, to keep it really simple, that the common solution is the spiritual experience, is, well, I'm going to say God, is this higher power, is the common solution to my problem. That's what the book says, is hooking me up with this power greater than myself that will solve my problem, and in parentheses, with food, problem, single. I'm not trying to solve all of my problems all at once, I'm the issue here and the common malady for me that I've identified with with the rest of you is I have an issue with food. And we are not the majority of people in the world. In fact, we're probably a small percentage. Uh, even though there may be a lot of people overweight and we're worried about obesity in this country, not everybody is like me is not addicted to this stuff, does not have the disease. And and I just need to remember that the commonness that we share, that I share with all of you, is that I have the disease. That's the tremendous fact for me, 
And I'm trusting that's a tremendous fact for all of the rest of you who share on this line, that the disease is the common factor that brings us together and that God is the solution, the healer of the disease within me to bring it into remission or to remove it. I mean, I, God can do whatever God wants to do with me. I just let go and let God have at it. And uh, I, it's interesting that we can absolutely agree on the common solution, but boy, oh boy, we may not agree on anything else. <laughs> and we can find all kinds of ways to define the common solution, but that's us. That's me. And I can put my two cents in anywhere, and you can do with it as you will, which is probably close to nothing. Uh, two cents isn't going to go very far. Oh, anyway, you've just gotten my two cents, so I will pass now. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, thank you, Ken WH. Thanks for sharing. Okay, next up is Katie G. And Katie will be followed by Martha. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for your service. Katie G. Anorexic Bulimic Compulsive Eater. Um, yeah, I um, I really like being special. I like being unique. I don't want to be one among many. I want to have my common solution. I want to teach everyone about it. And I think that um, as I get younger and younger, what I realize is that um, the only thing that's going to help me, the only thing that's going to save me from the disease of um, please love me, holism. Please let me be the thinnest girl in the room, holism. Please let me exercise 100 hours every dayism is to follow a common solution. And it's not a common solution that stands against anyone. Um, I have spent a lot of time thinking about what the common solution is compared with other people, with other people, what they're eating, what they're doing, what facet they're in. Um, I like to be special. And today what I need to know is that I need to focus on building up and not breaking down. I think the most powerful experience I've had over the last year are people <clears throat> who are passing along a message that is love and truth. So it's not coming from this place of like, I have something you don't either do this or you're out. And I have been that person. But what this is saying is like, we're brotherly, you know, we're kind, loving, you know, maybe not like how I grew up. <laughs> we're kind and loving and patient. And that um, this is for people who suffer. And thanks be to God, you know, today, there's one way out and it's not mine. And please, God, help me, help me learn today, right? Like, help me learn that my real malady is this um, emptiness. And my emptiness started way before I, um, I started using in any way. It was this huge void, huge void. And I will use starving and eating and drinking and people, and I can use those things in the rooms of OA, and the only thing that saves me is God. But I cannot get to God alone. 
I need people, women and men, who are not afraid to tell me the truth. And the truth is that we that for me, I must practice entire abstinence as defined by OA, and I must get to God right now. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Katie G. Okay, next up is Martha O. And Martha will be followed by Sheila B. Hey, good morning, Martha. Hi, good morning. This is Martha O. Um, gratefully recovering bulimic and compulsive overeater in Vancouver, Canada. Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you fine. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Melissa. I was so happy to hear your voice this morning. Um, definitely worth waking up before 4 a.m. to hear you. <laughs> and I totally was not going to share because I wasn't feeling particularly spiritual or insightful today, but I get so anxious when there's not not a lot of people um, chiming in. And now I'm really glad I get a chance to because I loved what everyone shared. And I feel like this whole page is just like it sparkles to me with so many beautiful words, like the word there's joy and joyousness and camaraderie and joined. And it's just, um, it's the whole page just shines with solution and is just a wonderful way to start the day. And then this particular paragraph that we were reading, um, I was also reflecting on the fact that the common solution that it's it's for alcoholism, not for one particular substance, but for that disease. That you know, the way that that this solution works across all of the different compulsions and addictions and destructive behaviors that can affect us. And also that um I thought it was interesting that the, the previous paragraph talked about the bond between people like, a, you know, who, who survived, survived a shipwreck, that it's the common peril that is, is only one element. But if it was just the common peril, that would not keep us bound together. What keeps us bound together is the common solution. And I think that um, what what I've learned anyway is that the, the reason that the, the, within the solution the work required to stay in the solution is what is it, it's sort of paradoxical that it's not um, it's a solution that requires continuous progress in the same way that I've learned how progressive my disease is. I have to be continuously putting more and more and more into the solution. But the more that I do, the tighter the tighter the bonds are, the tighter the, the sense of being joined are. It's it's a solution that forces us to stay together in the most beautiful way. Um, and I love the, the idea of harmonious action that we, it's not that there's like a slightly different solution or a variation or that people get to sort of pick and choose. Um, you know, it's not an a la carte menu that we're, it's harmonious in the sense that we all are doing the same thing together. And to me, that is just absolutely beautiful. And I'm so grateful to be on this path with all of you. And thank you, Melissa, for your service and everyone else who's making the meeting possible today. And I will pass. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Martha O. Okay, next up is Sheila B. And Sheila will be followed by Karen K. Good morning, Sheila. Um, Good morning. I'm going to go ahead and pass. I think I want to share in the next hour because I have a question. Thanks. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Sounds good. Okay, so Karen Kay, you're up. Are you available, Karen? Good 
Good morning, Melissa. <clears throat> Excuse me, and thank you for your service and everybody you've shared so far. It's an awesome meeting. Hi, my name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Um, I took a little bit of time um, and looked up um, what, har what harmonious means and um, free from disagreement. And we have an agreement that this is uh, the way of, of action. And, you know, words like uh, suffer, you know, um, intense pain, endure death, pain, or, or distress. And I know that was me before I came in uh, to OA. Um, some may call it like serial suffering, you know, I and the, the bars of the walls of my mind and, and that thought that food was my solution or whatever was my uh, solution. And... You know, there is only one solution, and it's common, it's simple, um, and I can complicate it. I can pull over anything that's, you know, so simple, and um, and there's there's love here, um, and that I, I don't have to pick up again. I don't have to. There's choice involved, um, and the only way that I'm able to do that is through brotherly love and being able to sponsor, uh, pick up the phone when someone calls and just to be present in now. Um, real quickly, last, last week my husband was brought into the ER. They thought he was having a heart attack. He's a former heart patient and um, I was not in now. I was already picking out the headstone. It was just so, so scary. And then I knew what I needed to do. And I didn't do it till much later, and um, I didn't give myself the grace of a 10-step until like one or two days afterwards. I was just so numb, and um, that brotherly love was there uh, to get in that solution. And I was just so busy, you know, taking care of my husband at home and working, and, you know, I don't have to do that. I, I know that the program is here <clears throat> but for some reason, that particular time, this was my first with him, and um, to know that God is always there, and I'm not it, and God's in charge of everything, and not only the the the, the uh, frailty of human life, but the frailty of this program, you know, it it can fall apart very very quickly, you know, the the disease is progressive. My recovery has to be progressive, but I'll never fall short from being a human being. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just so grateful that um, for for the ten steps and in, and being able to uh, go forward and go on throughout the day and not carry it. Um, and I don't want to make that um, mistake again by waiting so long. So when I sponsor people, and I was close with this, my sponsor people, I say do a ten step even if your eyelash falls off. Because when you know what hits the fan, it's going to become much, much easier to do a 10-step. And I didn't practice what I preached that day, but I know differently now. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Karen, and all our well wishes and prayers for your husband. Um, so we have time for um, maybe two more two-minute shares um, or one more share. Roger V. from downtown Los Angeles would like to share. Hey, Roger. Julie E.B.? And Julie E.B. So I 
I've got Roger V and Julie E.B. And if you guys could each take two minutes, that would be perfect. Awesome. All right, Roger, go right ahead. Roger, go ahead and press star one. There we go. Oh, sorry. Uh, Roger, compulsive reader. Okay, now i got about a minute and a half. Um, so I picked up my big book, and it, I have underlined, discovered a common solution, and we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. But as I read the paragraph, I love the word, this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. You know, it's not good news. It's not okay. It's great news. And if I look at where I'm at today, I got up at 2.30 a.m. California time because um, we have some employees whose mother is dying in Mexico. And so, um, you know, God gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And I got pressed into action, something I, I haven't done in this business in the middle of the night for many years. And I went to a commercial bakery in the last hour where there's probably 8 million calories. It never occurred to me to do what I used to do in the middle of the night there, and that's to eat all of their free pastry. But for the grace of God, go I. So, you know, we have this common solution. And if I had a problem, I knew who to call in the middle of the night. My sponsor's awake now and say, listen, I'm having a problem. But um, I've been placed in a position of neutrality with the food, and I didn't need to do that. And when I'm done with this meeting, I'm going to try to go back to sleep. Thank you guys for paying a 12-step call on me. I'm Roger, and I'm out. Thank you, Roger. Thanks so much. Okay, next up is Julie E.B. We've got like a little under two minutes. Go right ahead, Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. Oh, do I love this page. Um, so amazing uh, that there could even be a solution. You know, I had decades in this disease, compulsively overeating, undereating, um, everything in between. And uh, all I had in common was uh, the disease, the shipwreck. Uh, my food was a shipwreck. Uh, dieting was a shipwreck. Moving my body was a shipwreck. You know, by the time I was 300 pounds and bed-bound and six medical specialists, um, everything was a shipwreck. Um, and my life was always a shipwreck, and I could go to a meeting and of uh, different types, and I would share. I remember one sponsor, I'd just call and just go for an hour on everything that was a shipwreck. I could agree that there was a shipwreck, but what this passage promises me today is I can agree on a solution, that I can work one with another, that now I can take people through the book one with another, one day at a time, for five years now. And my relationships are not shipwrecks. They're not easy. I can still make a shipwreck out of most anything. But I can also find a solution, which is a higher power that restores me to sanity and gives me a different way to think so that there's peace deep in the center of me and between me and you. And that's what I got. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Julie E.B., for finishing us out. So, um, yeah, I want to thank everyone today who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, 
July 25th, 2022, is 19,218. That's 19218. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Colleen M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Colleen. Hey, good morning. Colleen M. from Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditations what you could do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you have found Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.